Top Flip Flops. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 81 of High Top Flip Flops. As always, this is Krish. I'm here with Navek and uh, our lovely friend Latifa, who, if you've listened to the podcast before, you would have heard her on an episode along with Hadi, who is um, Latifa's co-host on their podcast, Two Peas in a Pod. Latifa, where can people listen to Two Peas in a Pod? You can find us on all your favorite streaming platforms. Um, so iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. Or you can go to our main, um, our main page of Anchor. Um, so just look in Two Peas in a Pod and you'll find us there. Beautiful. For those who don't know as well, Latifa... Not only is a podcast, she's a DJ. She's on ISO radio every other Saturday, every other Saturday at 1 p.m. I, I think it's like, uh, I changed it to monthly now. So Monthly, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, thank you so much for joining us. This is our Valentine's, Palantine's, Galantine's, Valentine's, Palestine episode. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I had what so up, many... Palestine? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I had a few people message me that when uh, when we shared on our Instagram, you know, that we wanted people to share some stories or ask some questions. A few people, when I had written Palantines, people were like, oh, damn, I thought you said Palestine. And I'm like, <laughs> are you sure you want to hear us talk about Palestine? I don't exactly. think we have. Unfortunately, I don't think, uh, you know, <laughs> outside of the very kind of like base level uh base level commentary i don't think we have a whole lot to say <laughs> that's mm-hmm. a value but um as we have done in the past we're gonna dive into some uh, ridiculous you know dating and friendship stories that people have shared we're gonna answer a couple questions maybe do a real little reflection as well you know because um, navigating relationships of all kinds uh through this pandemic has been a challenge i'm sure mm-hmm. for uh people in a variety of different ways um, so we'll get into that as well. But um, Nivek, man, how are you feeling today? Feeling quite well, I want to say. Okay. You know, um, can I be honest here? Uh, of course. Okay. Is this a space for honesty? Absolutely, Nivek. Of course. <laughs> I in the morning I got back. I, so I went away for the weekend. Okay. Uh, first and foremost, you know, I had to get away. Mainly because the situation that I'm in currently, mm-hmm. um, myself and the other party uh, both live at home. Right? Okay, keeping it legal. Guys... I appreciate. I appreciate you keeping keeping to the legal terms here. The other party. <laughs> yeah, you know that's how people speak, and um, so we're both. You know, we live at home, and. You know, most people know my situation at home isn't the greatest. Mm-hmm. You know, after I told that story on the podcast last week of, you know, my dad trying to murk me, mm-hmm. I got a lot of LOLs. Uh, you know, a lot of odd. And I was like, really? <laughs> That's what you, you think is hilarious? Like, like it was, it was kind of wild. But hey, you know, yeah. whatever that happened. It's, it's okay. It's a part of my life. Um, and, yeah. you know went out to took a trip out the city okay wow wow and um 
earlier today, I, you know, had a pack of edibles, as most people oh, okay. have. Okay. And I ate half to the point where I didn't feel most of my neck for oh. most of the day. <laughs> and, you know, if you want honesty, that's honesty for you. So. <laughs> How are you feeling um, now? Uh, you know what? I fell asleep in my chair for about three to four hours. So now I'm okay. 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 okay you know, good. got the the bones moving again. Bones moving. And, and this is my process in terms of recording. Mm. This is you what know? you need for yourself. Yeah. So I, to get the juices going again, to get the energy flowing. Right. On this podcast, I have to do what I have to do. And <laughs> that's what I did. Right. You know, um, for for those listening, you know, we we haven't really fully thought it through. I mean, we've joked about it throughout the course of uh, this us recording this podcast. But you know, as time passes, we're we're, we're thinking more and more about uh, you know uh, opening up a Patreon, and um, you know, just to be clear, you know, supporting us in this way financially, it allows for Nevake to purchase and you know sustain this bi-weekly edible consumption to make this podcast happen. So if you want to know where your money's going, you know, full transparency, Nivik's going to uh, his, his local, his Googled local cannabis it, basically. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> No, no, guys, I don't do it for, you know, a lot of people do it for fun and it's a good recreational activity. I don't do it for that purpose. Mm. I do it to ultimately become the potter that people want to hear. <laughs> You know, they don't want to hear someone who's, uh, yeah, I got home today and I did a bunch of math. Like, <laughs> they don't want to hear that. They want to hear the raw excitement, that that energy off the the voices that they're yeah. hearing. Right, and, you know, right, right, right. And, you know, I'm not saying I do this bi-weekly. I'm not even saying I do this monthly. Mm-hmm. I might be saying I do this every other day. Oh, but no, no, not that at all. But um. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, uh, I have to do that, and I'm ready for the work week, and I'm ready to go. Okay. <laughs> okay. No filter in the vague. That's what it is. No filter in the vague. NFN. Basically, I, I'm going in today. Okay. I, oh, okay. I'm going to say whatever. <laughs> okay. That's okay with you guys. But you know what? Most importantly, how are you guys doing? Let's talk about yourselves. Latifa, you know, tell, tell us about uh, tell us about this weekend for you. How how you been feeling leading up to this episode? You know, it's obviously very high profile. You know, mm. really serious. So. Yeah, no, um, yeah, I've been nervous for mm. this uh, for this topic because, first of all, you said we were experts, and like, <laughs> as soon as I put it on my story, I was like, oh, so you're an expert now? I'm like, I, I really don't be knowing. I just I just go about. <laughs> I just go about navigating you know friendships and relationships <laughs> like everybody is blind <laughs> um so yeah it was funny on that ki- on that end but this weekend was pretty chill um crazy work week so I was like ah, I need this long weekend mm-hmm. the white man has me shackled up Shackled. Um, yeah chained up everything <laughs> <laughs> um but uh no it's good it's just chill me and my partner had a little getaway like a drive out of the city which was nice went for a hike um definitely wore the wrong shoes for the mm. event um mm. I, wore, I wore doc martens to go on a hike shit yeah <laughs> very stupid <laughs> But um, still enjoyable, but that was pretty much it because what can you do in this pandemic? 
What can you do? Great question. And, and you know what? The more you know, dock markings in a lot of situations would have helped you out, I imagine. But uh huh, like stomping on people for sure. But that's right. definitely, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely okay. not on a hike. <laughs> that's all right. You know, lessons learned. Yeah. Um, and and on top of that, you know, I was going to say the fact I'm, I'm glad you got outside. You know, lovely weekend here in southern Ontario. Yeah. This is now a podcast that Navik specifically said he didn't want to be about. Yeah, you know, we just got outside for a little walk and then we came inside, had a nice cup of tea, and then oh, it was a lovely afternoon. <laughs> it was pretty much that because there's literally <laughs> something yeah. else that I could report on. Um, yeah. that's that's why we need to be finishing yeah. half a bag of edibles like Navik, you know, because Fact. we need to be living our lives. You know, we need to be napping in that. a chair for four hours straight. I feel, I you know, that. Yeah. I won't even lie, I was napping before getting on the podcast <laughs> listen you gotta exactly. do what you gotta do mm. um and you know disclaimer you know because uh we gotta be very clear you know there was single apostrophes on the outside of the word expert in our ig mm. caption to make mm. very clear you know mm-hmm. we're not experts disclaimer mm-hmm. as latifah mm-hmm. said you know we're just people trying to navigate oh i by look on the big space maybe it's just latifah uh, and i yeah i think i'm gonna be honest i'm i consider myself an expert in this oh i think apologies i think you should as well stop bringing yourselves down with this you know if you if you've been in this um i guess we can say love game as they say you know if you've been in it for some years (laughs) you know the love game if you've been in it for at least three four years you know how this is because it's not an easy game, you know? Especially if you look a certain way. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Wait, hold on. You what know? do you mean by Whoa, that? Whoa, let's, let's go there, expert. I want to hear that story. Are, are you speaking uh, about it's like... called ugly. Exactly. You're so right. You're so right. Nobody is ugly. Everybody's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> listen to, listen to I, this guy no. can't even hold a straight face. No, no. You know what? I, you know, I 100% don't mean that if you're, if you have a child that, you know, isn't the best looking, I'm sure they, they're inside, they're the best. Okay. And we need more people. We need more inner, (laughs) (laughs) there's too much outer beauty. How about some more inner beauty? Oh, oh, very good. Love that. Way way to work your way around there. Literally, (laughs) it's a good thing. This guy um, ran his 400 meter dash for sure. <laughs> Get right back around. And, and real quick, the way I'll measure how, if you're an expert or not is about two weeks ago, the feature film Malcolm and Marie was released. Mm. Have you guys seen the film? I have not. No, <laughs> but, I don't think I will really? either. Oh, yeah? Mm-mm. How come? How come? What, uh, uh, what I've just heard it's uh, very chaotic, very triggering. Mm. Um, and yeah i think people already broke it down enough for me to understand what it's what it's what it's about so i think i'll pass true okay what um you know i i'm i've been on the fence Mm -hmm. um from the trailer which is i think yeah that's the only thing i've seen from it i was hopeful that uh you know this dialogue because it looks like it's the only it's only those two actors in the film um that it would you know would be a dialogue heavy film which generally speaking i quite enjoy and you know had the potential to maybe really dive into something quite uh quite deep when it comes mm-hmm. to you know this relationship and just relationships in general um but 
yeah on a few instances i had also heard that it was it was not only a fair bit disappointing but um maybe didn't live up to the excitement that exists so um i mean Nivek, yeah, if, if you'd like to to speak more on it as the sole viewer of the film you know without spoilers please please let us know what you thought gonna be real uh mm-hmm. it was pretty scary for me hmm. because i felt like i was the inspiration for the film like oh wow wow i related to heavily <laughs> to it <laughs> and you know i don't know if you should the goal is to not relate to the movie mm. <laughs> like if your relationship's the opposite of i guess even the first 10 minutes then that's a good relationship okay. but if it's mimicking that film then you know like ooh, you, right. you went through it right you know or and you know what that's the thing like in that kind of relationship and i guess if you watch the whole thing it's like you know both of them say bad things to each other mm. um, okay. and but some warranted of course a lot not <laughs> um you know like well basically i'll I'll show you i'll tell you the premise like the first beginning scene denzel washington's son uh releases a movie i'm sorry he's gonna be called that (laughs) he has a name that's it's tough times man you gotta like you did that to yourself really truly like the film is strong zendaya and denzel washington's son (laughs) and you know what? Yeah, that's, it's maybe obvious because his father is the goat, right? Okay. But also I'm not really getting like the, like the solid actor kind of vibes from him. I'm not getting mm-hmm. the, the authentic performance. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not always buying it okay. in certain movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless, the character drops a movie mm-hmm. and it releases that a party. And the guy comes back to the house celebrating. He's all happy, dancing to music, drinking. Um, she's very, she's kind of pissed, but you don't know what it's about. And it kind of goes, she makes him some mac and cheese. Some There's some argument there. Okay. You know, some people are like, oh, he dropped a movie and she made him mac and cheese. You know, it depends on how you feel about that. You know? <laughs> um well, some people are saying, whoa, like, you know, maybe maybe it should be a better meal oh, than craft craft mac. Okay. Who the hell is no. who the hell is making that claim? That's what I want to know. Jeez. I have some guys on the internet. So Classic. I'm not surprised. I read, <laughs> I've read reviews. Uh oh, you know, yes. I've read good reviews there. But <laughs> anyways, back to back to this. So she's definitely mad. And she's what she's mad about is warranted, we find out. Like, okay. it kind of makes sense. He never really thanked her in his acceptance mm. speech. That's what it started with. Mm. And, you know, a lot of us have been there. You know, you get up to a point. You don't thank the person that got you there. You thank the other people. You know, <laughs> okay. those other people. Have you been there? And have you been there? Yeah, there? I want to know. <laughs> I, like, I haven't been there. <laughs> <laughs> really? Neither have I. No. Yeah, wow. Well, I have we to don't know what say, it's like at the top, man. Sorry, we don't we don't know what it's like at the top. <laughs> no, um, it's it's not like I didn't drop a film, of course. Yes, it's something. It was something much, 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 much smaller. Mm. And you know, I didn't. I, I might have not acknowledged a person. Mm. You know that 
definitely. And I'm, I was also much younger. I've learned from my mistakes, trust me. Mm-hmm. And to loop back to what we're discussing and that those kind of mistakes made me the expert I believe I am today and we're all experts in our own way here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right in terms of love okay well that is the truth I'm not gonna lie about that one <laughs> you brought the hey that was that was very that was poetic really, really Nick, you know yeah well done well done oh really yeah Thank you. hey that's phenomenal monologue um <laughs> It's fair. You know, we have our lived experiences to, to reflect on in particular, right? Mm-hmm. What we've gathered from the kind of people around us as well. And uh, hey, yeah, nothing wrong with nothing wrong with sharing our, our reflections here, you know? Mm. Um, why don't we jump right into uh, some of the some of the <laughs> some of the stories that we got? We got a few uh, ridiculous stories, um, some some kind of kind of intense here. But uh, but a couple fairly wild, and maybe we'll uh, we'll we'll share some reactions here. Uh, I'm going to read one of the first ones here. Um, someone says here, I've went on a date with the head legal counsel for a Fortune 500 company. She was obs- she was obsessed with kissing, before, after, just too much kissing. <laughs> they weren't very skilled. It was too frequent and just too wet. Um, Damn, I, uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, when I first read it, I, I, I cringed, uh, truthfully, just thinking about oh the, uh, the situation my, uh, my dear friend was in. <laughs> we'll keep everyone anonymous here, you know, just for, uh, just to keep things safe. But, uh, yeah, damn. Um, how, <laughs> how uh, have either of you ever found yourselves in a situation like that? And uh, nope, <laughs> definitely <Wow>. not. <laughs> and if anything, that would have been a cutoff right from the jump. True, 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 yeah. true. Okay. Um, how about you, Nivek? Is that something you've uh, you've ever found yourself in? Yeah. <laughs> Nivek's like, I am that person. <laughs> I'm the Fortune 500 guy. I'm that good. I'm like, for a second, I was like, wait, uh, do I work for a Fortune 500 company? <laughs> uh, but no, I. <laughs> but no, I'm not. But what I have to say about this is, the person said they they liked kissed a lot, which is mm. not a bad thing necessarily. Mm-hmm. You know, some people just like affection, and mm. you gotta you gotta give that to them. That's right. Um, they weren't very skilled. It was too frequent and too wet. Okay, now, yeah. <laughs> I've been in this situation a very long time ago. Okay. And you don't know what to do. And you ultimately don't know what to say here. Because you're not going to tell this person that they kissed like a 16-year-old. You know? But why wouldn't you? Like, isn't, like, you're also not going to deal with it. <laughs> good question but the thing is <laughs> hey i agree but i heavily disagree um no, fair play okay okay no no okay um no no i mean we're, the thing is people are afraid to confront people because they don't always take it the best like if i said okay. even if i said in a nice way you kiss a little odd it could use some improvement no one's yeah. gonna be like what like, you think I'm bad at kissing? Like, mm. I learned from the best. Like, I learned how to kiss. 
you for know. a Fortune 500 company. <laughs> I work for a Fortune 500 company. Like, <laughs> then they will get into that. And then, you know, you got to prove them that, you know, job titles aren't in your life. And then Ooh, yeah. it gets into a rabbit hole of them showing their worth by their salary. And oh. It all started because they kiss like, like that. You know? like, <laughs> like what I did right now. Like, yeah. You literally reenacted Donkey from wow. Shrek. Wow. <laughs> That's what um, I did. Wow. Um, Latifa, you said you would, it would be like a, that would be a red flag. You kind of stop things there in that moment. Contrary to, to I mean, to what Nivek kind of mentioned here, uh, how would you, how would you handle that in that moment? Um, because that is, a, I can imagine, a very uncomfortable thing to try and manage in that moment. For sure. I think it's just like, like, you just have to be really raw and honest with the person <laughs> and just say, listen, mm-hmm. um, you I don't like the way that you know <laughs> you go about this um maybe and it's not mate but like I, it's just it's the it's definitely like the tone that you use with the person mm-hmm. and the words and how you say it right um and and I think like the person will probably take it in a better way where you're like helping them hope so yeah um because <laughs> if you're like yo <laughs> the way that you kiss is really terrible they're obviously going to get really hurt about it. There's going to be a huge argument, but mm-hmm. I think if you're just like nice about, Hey, you know what? I think um, I prefer this, or mm. I think you can do this. Right. Um, I'm sure though. <laughs> <laughs> you hope so. You hope so. I hope so. I hope so. In the other case, you know, this person's a head of legal counsel, you know, they might. <laughs> I mean, a person like that, oh man, a person like that has a huge ego. So <laughs> they'll definitely yeah. take it a different way. Yeah, you gotta wonder. You gotta wonder, uh, or yeah. or maybe you know they're clearly you know they're used to some maybe some legal battles. They're mm-hmm. they face some criticism. They face some opposition before. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know we hope them well. We wish <laughs> them well. Faced opposite. Faced some some operas before. You know. Oh, they faced off. That's a good way of putting that. Jeez. That's right. That's right. Because um, uh, that's 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 something uh, in 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 any kind of relationship. You know, that's there's got to be. There's got to be room for the the the, the honesty, right? With yeah. uh, with a base level of respect, of course, and that's something exactly. you know, we want to talk about. Is uh, it's got to it's important, or or at least a pattern I see in the the kind of long-standing relationships I have is that there's there's outright honesty, you know. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But throughout the course of those friendships and and relationships, even with my partner, is that there's base level of of respect, right? Is like at the end of the day even if I'm told something that, you know, maybe, maybe hurts a little bit or like bruises my ego, especially, mm. um, I can revert back to be like, that didn't come from a place of malice. You know, that didn't come mm. from a place of like trying to make me feel bad, mm-hmm. um, as easy as it is to maybe interpret that way. So, um, yeah, good show. This is the next one I'm going to share slightly different. This person shared that they mm. clogged the toilet at someone's house that they were dating. It was a party too. Thankfully, they had saved themselves though. Um, I feel like this is a very common one, you know, mm. being in like the other person's home mm-hmm. or apartment or whatever it is, mm-hmm. kind of fucking up something of theirs, property, in this case, <laughs> a washroom, and not really knowing how to get, get out of it. Um, yeah. This is a tough one too, you know. I feel like it, 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 it kind of... Uh, we have to think about the same question. You know, how, how do you deal with that? You'd be upfront. Like, hey, listen here, you know, 
you got a little problem with your plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> may or may not have been caused after I used the washer, but um, thankfully it seems like it was a party. So, you know, there's ways to be discreet about that. There's ways to be incognito. You let someone else go into the washroom, you go in after them and pull up and like, yo, what are you saying? Skyblock talk, clog the toilet. <laughs> I wonder if that's what they did. I can imagine the person who submitted this answer may have dealt with it that way. Mm-hmm. But um, have either of you ever found yourselves in a position of this? <laughs> I feel like it's something that like yeah. you're, you're like hyper aware of. Oh, uh, for sure. <laughs> All right. So I've done this. Okay. <laughs> Can I say that? <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. This is a place of honesty. Remember, you got to remember. But the, the thing is, the big difference for me is I do this at work. Okay. Right? <laughs> so, so this is not the same. It's, that's the thing. No, but, but I'll tell you the, the, the similarities and the differences here. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I was three cups of coffee in. Mm-hmm. I think I was seven bananas in. Okay. You know, I, I had a lot of bananas that morning as well. But that's mm. kind of a good thing. You got to get the thing flowing, you know, eat right. your bananas as well. Uh, but um, so I I went in the bathroom. I did the thing and then I was flushing. And it's a very scary thing in the moment because you're like, I don't want, you know, people to see this poop kind of rise, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, it, you know, you're flushing and you're like, oh, my God, you just keep flushing the thing. And then it just keeps rising and rising. Now, luckily... <laughs> this is a workplace. So I just told management, you know, they eventually had it fixed. Now to do it at someone's house is horrifying, Mm. right? It's the scariest thing ever. Um, And yeah, you can't fix it. You gotta, you have to tell them what Mm -hmm. else are you gonna, you're gonna try to solve it, but all you have is toilet paper and like, um, you know, conditioner bottles with this much left, <laughs> but they're not going to get rid of it because I think they're going to keep, you know, flip it upside down and then keep it there. But that's always annoying, you know? <laughs> You've given us a lot of techniques. Thank you. <laughs> you know, well, I know I don't want to, I'm putting you guys on game. I know. For real? <laughs> hey, when there's a little bit of soap left, because <laughs> then, then the soap from the top falls. And then you just squeeze it easy. Yeah. You know? um, so that's your tip today. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but ultimately, yeah, it's it's horrible. I feel so sorry for you. You know, I want to know the end of the story. Like, mm. I saved, oh, save they save, oh, they saved themselves. But I want to know how you saved themselves. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I um I very similarly have had a, a situation like this at work, but um this is when I was working in, in university, but um. Unlike Univig, I didn't have the courage to tell management. Um, so I opted to deal with it on my own. And um, yeah, things got things got messy. I uh, somehow like stealthily left the washroom to grab like a wire coat hanger and, you know, MacGyvered oh. that to, to my advantage. Um, I was uh, elbow deep into the, the toilet at one point doing what oh, I had to do. My goodness. Oh, no. I know. Oh no! Oh no! It's mad. That was <laughs> mad. That was mad. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's pretty terrible. Um, I completed the rest of that shift. Um, like nothing happened, you know. And uh, this is the first time I think I'm I'm actually ever uh, telling anyone about it because uh, yeah, at that point in time, see, here's the thing: as as I was working at uh, like a tele fundraising booth at my university, so mm. we're calling alumni to ask them for donations and this is just 
it's just the worst thing ever. You know, you're, you're talking to recent grads and you're like, would you like to make a donation? You get people yelling at you being like, I'm fucking $40,000 in debt. You want me to donate? Like it gets, yeah, wasn't pleasant always. Um, yeah, I just really dreaded it. And for a moment I was like, oh, I should just leave this toilet. But I'm like, there's like eight of us in here. Mm. Everyone knows I've been in here for about 45 minutes already. <laughs> <laughs> I really put myself in a yeah. precarious position uh, and I've spoken about the story for far too long already uh, <laughs> but yes it got murky never want to be in that situation there's like a good uh, broad city episode about this I feel like uh, where Ilana has uh, of course Ilana yeah 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 <laughs> or, or I can't remember if it's in the washroom yeah, yeah, yeah or she ends up like taking a shit somewhere else anyways mm-hmm. good episode precarious situation to find yourself in um Okay, let's move on to, I'm going to skip one and move to another one here. This one's a bit of a horror story. I think this opens up whew, a whole different can of worms. Um, this person has given us two stories, both from Toronto. Both were engaging with uh, white people. <laughs> and the, it's a disclaimer right there. The person, the person who submitted people. them, um, uh, a, a person of color. Uh, so first story um on the third date uh they take off their shoes at dinner in the restaurant and put their feet up in the booth um and jokingly call me both a taxi driver and mohammed um then uses the (laughs) n-word repeating a chris rock joke um let's just stop there let's just try to unpack that first of all uh the 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 shoe the the shoes off at the at the dinner is like uh i don't know i don't know i don't know how i would have reacted in that moment would you not like just your i I mean i mean not even vomit but your face would say everything (laughs) truthfully truthfully and then you probably asked the person like look why 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 are your shoes off right now are you good yeah are you good (laughs) I gotta come clean. Um, the first thing I think of when I think about this is uh, that Tarantino film, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, mm-hmm. where like several times throughout the film, there's like the like the bare souls, oftentimes like a dirty and kind of gross souls of these like women is like put on display. This is like speaks towards Quentin Tarantino's weird ass foot fetish, but um, is also something that you just like see in the <gasps> film a lot. And I remember like so weird feeling very uncomfortable seeing this i'm just like oh this, this is the dirty bottoms of uh <laughs> year um and that was through a film so um and that's just like one layer of it you know the fact mm. that uh this person <clears throat> thought it was funny to uh call him a taxi driver and call him muhammad that's um yeah at that point i don't know how how uh the person who submitted this managed to still stay at uh yeah at dinner I, I really like no disrespect to the person who submitted this, but why didn't you leave? <laughs> like why? But the thing is, I do find like a lot of people do that. They end up staying in dates mm. that are like terrible or that they're bored of or that something mm. the person does something kind of crazy, but they still stay towards the end. I don't know. Does your whole body not <clears throat> not yeah. want to like leave? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking stab them your fucking <laughs> your your dinner knife through their bare foot okay 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 okay. i don't know about all that whoa 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 sorry 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 we don't condone violence we don't condone violence here 
Um, <laughs> I do need to get to the root of this problem. Now, nice. have you have you guys dated white people before? Mm-mm. Either of you? No, I haven't either. Okay. So I don't know what this is like personally. <laughs> you know, like I don't. I I I've never. Okay, peace to our white listeners. Okay, we do have some. And, peace. You know, we do. We do. You guys are cool. All right. Uh, I've never, I guess, had wanted to have that experience. Mm. I'll say, yeah. you know, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. there's just there's other people out there, <laughs> and they're better. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I've I've been on I've been on some dates, right? Mm-hmm. With with non white. Okay, I'm gonna be real. I've only dated like very intelligent you know women of color and this will never happen to me you know (laughs) like i first of all i also think it's hilarious that she's repeating a chris rock joke but emphasizing the n-word probably oh yeah 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 yeah. you know like come on what are you trying to do here you you want me to stay or you know and that's also a question you know like why didn't this you know we're all wondering why didn't they leave right yeah and for me like maybe that's what they're used to yes as in like they've been on dates with people like this Mm -hmm. and this is like the bar now now yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and i think something that also comes across i mean these are the questions that come to my mind is like one uh are you sharing the joke or like what part of the joke do you find funny you know, that's like yeah. when uh, <clears throat> when I think about it, I mean, this is this is something that like non-white, you know, just non-black people in general. Um, I've seen this kind of occur like I, I this is something that I vividly remember going to watch Django in movie theaters when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I grew up in Pickering, Ontario, while there is a, a fair amount of like non-white people living here. Um, it's still a predominantly white place, uh, especially when I was in high school. And I remember seeing that movie in theaters and uh, I remember for like specifically when um, Samuel L. Jackson's character kind of like enters, enters the scene in Django um, and him just like speaking, uh, speaking the way he does like with his accent. Um, and of course, like, in, and using the N-word as well, this theater like really howling, like really, really, really laughing. And <clears throat> I remember thinking to myself, like, even then at 15, I'm like, I don't know if they're laughing because like, here's this man just like using the N word. And like, that's what you find funny. Mm-hmm. Um, or if like, there's, if it's, if it's to do with like the voice that he's putting on and that, like what he's saying is that funny. Cause I'm like, I don't find it that funny. I find that it's like, you know, humorous and like, he's clearly meant to be like a dramatic, dramatic and maybe a bit over the top in the way that he speaks, but um yeah i couldn't help but feel like uncomfortable in this sense because i'm just like oh yeah I, I feel like you're you're just like laughing at the use of this word because that's what's funny to you uh and that in and of itself is is kind of the, the most uncomfortable part right mm. um and yeah just uh, in general i'm i'm always kind of curious particularly when someone <laughs> someone is compelled to to use that word uh when like repeating particularly like a joke in this case uh my first thought is always yeah what are what is what is actually funny to you is it you know the fact that you're repeating this joke and 
you somehow think that you know it's now okay to to say this word because i didn't say it chris rock said it you know, so <laughs> stupid <laughs> it's just like common sense or i feel like sometimes like they just have the urge to say the word like it's like a dying mm-hmm. a dying mm-hmm. thing deep down in their heart they're like i just want to say this word once that's right and then they're like you know what i'll use it i'll use the word in a way where it's like i'm not actually using the word in a derogatory term right um just like in songs i'm sure they're so excited to go to concerts that you know their favorite artist has the n-word in and they can say it out loud no one's not well i don't know who's gonna pay attention to them (laughs) well and you're getting rocked if anyone if anyone hears you even trying to say it yeah nabek and i were at a a brockhampton concert once and uh (laughs) definitely some (laughs) some white kids got rocked for uh for thinking it was okay that was uh that was pretty funny yeah, um, just know it comes with consequences. <laughs> Consequ- yeah, <laughs> yeah, don't catch the teeth at a Brockhampton concert. No, I'm being white. <laughs> don't condone oh, violence. Right. What do you oh, mean? The whole no violence. Come on, thing. I'm so no sorry. Violence. I'm so sorry. Yeah. No violence. Only certain times. <laughs> only certain times. Um, also, sorry, I want to say real quick mm. for this guy. I was a brown man as well. Once you're called Muhammad or taxi driver, you got to get out of there immediately. Fast. Like, there's no thinking about it. You got to respect yourself and yeah. and leave that situation, my guy. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Yes, you precisely. Let them do that. Exactly. Precisely. Um, yeah. I mean, first of all, it's like, it's just not funny. Like, mm. there's, there's, yeah, it's not funny. Uh, second of all, yeah, it's just offensive as shit. So, um it's a shame because this person has submitted a, a second story <laughs> with another white person. Uh, and this one, this one, just as shocking, uh, equally as shocking. Um, this time, again, on a third date, uh, we were both walking her dog at a park in Niagara Falls that overlooks the gorge, unprompted, and for no apparent reason, they go, do you know what people call these parks? Packy parks. Because all these brown people come here in huge groups and have barbecues and shit and ruin it for everyone else. I actually had to turn to them and say, you know that I'm Arab, right? And my family comes here and does that too. I wasn't even sure where to start on how offensive that was. Um, yeah, I mean, fucking up. <laughs> um, this is a... You know, no, I was about to say, I was about to say, no, like, offense I don't to, even know where like, to start. Where do you start? Wow, I was about to say, no offense to anyone from Niagara Falls, but that sounds like a real Niagara Falls white person joke, right there. Yeah, it's just the joke is terrible. It's pretty, you know, joke wise, you know, it just there's doesn't no, exactly. Zero to 10, there's no joke here. Sometimes I want to, I really wonder, like, what, what do you find funny? What is your humor? <laughs> like, yeah, what is there? What humor? is your humor? How is that funny? Yeah. Mm. yeah. But, you know, I also have a question for you guys. Like, this person, this is a third date that they mm-hmm. figured out that they're trash. Mm-hmm. Go off, Navek. I know where this go. Go off. Go now, off. Tell it. Usually, <laughs> <laughs> usually, like, when I'm on a first date is when you figure out if the person kind of sucks or not. Right. Yeah. And then you might give them one more chance for a second. And then they prove you again. Mm-hmm. Now that's for me. I get it right off the bat. But do you guys sense that, or do you keep giving them chances and kind of figuring things out? You know, right? Like definitely first date for sure. 
Mm-hmm. I have never uh, dated uh, kind of properly in the sense. Uh, my partner and I got to know one another as friends for a really long time. Um, and prior to that, I wasn't kind of actively dating. So I'm really not uh, not the person to, to speak to on this. Um, mm-hmm. Mind you, I, uh, I can absolutely speak to this in terms of getting to know people just in general um, or, or meeting someone for the first time, kind of spending one-on-one time with them. Um, definitely, I think for me, uh, it's fairly clear, or I think I can really hone in on like the way that they communicate, the way they listen uh, as well, and mm-hmm. like what they what they mm-hmm. have to say based on certain questions. So, um, not to say that it's like a test, you know. Of course, you want to just keep things natural and try and learn about them and not, you know, compromise too much of yourself, you know, because. Um, I certainly fall into a trap of like making my first interactions with people like interviews um, because it's so easy for me to just keep asking the questions, keep asking the questions um, and walk away, you know, being like, oh, I didn't really talk about myself, nor did I really share that much about myself. And yeah, kind of twofold in the sense where it's like, it's not like they weren't asking questions. I just kept going. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, maybe not the best person to ask on that front. However, I do want to do want to add to this a little bit and, and kind of um, kind of op- go on a bit of a tangent here. Um, but I think in both of these cases, I like the first thing that, that came to my mind is um, uh, is the way that like uh, our in individual cases like this or kind of like on mass, um, the ways in which like our proximity to whiteness can really kind of like can really give way to like these uh mm-hmm. these like really horrible things you know being said or being shared like in confidence or kind of being shared with the expectation that you're like not going to uh you're not going to like confront whatever's being said mm-hmm. uh and what i kind of mean to say is like it um you know I think on one hand there it, it can be often internalized because of because of how uh how like pervasive you know whiteness kind of is all around us mm-hmm. in which like yeah when we enter like a, a a bigger or like a heavily kind of white dominated space um and we you know we code switch or we kind of like keep certain parts of ourselves to to ourselves and, and share different parts etc um we can gain like an acceptance in that space right mm-hmm. um and by way of like by way of that you know kind of building and building right um where it becomes like a two-way street is one it it can be really easy to internalize maybe i'm just speaking for myself as a result of you know this very much being a part of my kind of lived experience where i did like let that get to my head to be like yeah 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 like i'm accepted you know like i can i can navigate these spaces i can i can roam these like you know all vanilla places and and get by Mm. um but it was also where it became apparent to me that people are like sharing (laughs) white people in particular are sharing their like their their especially racist or anti-black sentiments like uh, in my presence because they've assumed that i share a uh, an identical perspective to them by way of Mm -hmm. all the all the other things that i've like clearly shown that you know i i uh I either like took a liking to or convinced myself that I liked or or it's maybe even stayed silent about right mm. um and I'm like only in retrospect can I say now I'm like you only shared that with me because you didn't think I'd have a problem with it or have an objection to it because I'm like in what other circumstance would you 
would you look at like a <laughs> brown person <laughs> and be like oh yeah these, these places are called backy parks you know it's like <laughs> jesus christ uh are you that thick or mm. or were you so certain that this person had like passed your your test of uh you know of like validity right mm. um to then share this and be like oh yeah they're not gonna they're gonna agree with me you know um and that's like a that's like a, a a scary thing to be like oh shit like <laughs> this is what can come to light by way of by way of kind of being in these spaces and and <clears throat> in some cases for a lot of people is like I think about that now I'm like oh on one hand I definitely may have done that for acceptance in a place like Pickering or even where I went to university um, but I think it was also like as a means of like survival I was also very much afraid of like being being othered um, rather than maybe kind of standing standing my own ground and being like it doesn't matter what these white people think right mm -hmm. it doesn't matter um how they feel about me um but yeah some food for thought because uh that's the first thing that came to mind i was like in two instances god damn mm. um what was going on and this is of course no uh no knock on the person who submitted these questions right um mm -hmm. yeah 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 yeah, well, yeah. This, guy, this guy's having a bad time, you know? For real. <laughs> He's, they're all racist. Um, they they diss him, like, to his face. Very, uh, very bad time. Oh, like, this is recent, too. November Yeah, that, I was literally just going to say the last one should have never happened in 2020. Like, mm. Still out here, you know. Ugh. Shout out to Niagara yeah. Falls. Watch your yeah. back. For real. For real. <laughs> literally watch your back um okay let's um mm -hmm. i'm gonna okay. i'm gonna skip to one here that uh changes the tone a little bit or maybe we've, we've segued our tone into this because this one i think is uh you know is one worth worth reflecting on too um someone has shared here that their their boyfriend of four years ended their relationship over text on christmas eve by sending a pre-recorded message um prior to this we had lived together um wow that's uh not only incredibly heartbreaking uh and, and kind of uh devastating you know uh, i really can't imagine what it would be like to to experience it in that way but um so many questions come up for me I, I, i'm i'm curious to know what comes up for you when the two of you see this i guess it's like why like yeah like why did you think that sending a pre-recorded message <laughs> was the right thing to do yeah or if anything did you think out the circumstances before doing it like did you play out okay if i do option one option two option three taking into consideration that it was a four-year relationship and they lived together was that really the right thing to do <laughs> like in your head did you mm. not ask yourself that question before doing that? Mm -hmm. No, yeah. What I think is this person is not a regular person. <laughs> they're not, they're no longer a human, like on our real. level. For like real. he, he is, he's living with her. And he also broke up with her via text. They're in the yeah. same, they're in the same like apartment probably. Right. And he still like sent it, which is like, I could never even have like the gall to kind of get the courage together to do that, yeah. you know? 
Were they like, wait? Were they living together at the moment? Uh, remind me. Um, they did. They oh, had had lived together. Yeah. They had, or like, or that during that time where he broke up with her. Yeah. So, I'm doing a little bit of a presumption here. Mm-hmm. I imagine that they were living together. Maybe okay. over Christmas break, they had gone to see their spend time with their families. Oh. Maybe is what okay. I imagine. Okay. And, and mm. you know, while they're apart, right? Yeah. That's the presumption kind of made here um, because, yeah, you're an absolute sicko if you're fucking sitting in the same living room and uh, <laughs> you then said, oh, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, just, just wonder right now. And then the person comes out of the door. Yeah. Sorry, I just, I just had to. I just had to get it off my chest. Hit <laughs> and said, you sicko. Imagine, you sicko. oh my goodness. Yeah, wow. Um, yeah yeah seriously so many questions in terms of i mean latifa in terms of what you said was like was this the the right thing to do i yeah i can't help but wonder like um because i think in a situation like this like lots of things come up first thing is like your your like courage slash your respect for another person you know Mm -hmm. like even if it was a matter of like you being like too afraid to to kind of do it it's like you there's there's another person involved here you know um and working under the assumption i think based on you know again maintaining respecting this person's anonymity based on what i what i know of this person what i've known of this person um i trust that they're not a a, a, an abusive or 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 ill-intended person um nor have they kind of caused yeah 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 caused historically caused any harm or, or kind of shown any signs of danger in terms of entering a relationship you know mm. mind you it's context hey, this is four, four years of, of being know. together um so the questions that come up to me are like how 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 long were you dwelling on this for you know um and two uh what stopped you from doing it in person right yeah 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 that's that's what kind of comes to mind for you Sorry, Nivek, are you you're thinking to say something? Oh, no, I was just thinking, I was just thinking like, because the, yeah, there is the other side to this, you know? For sure. Like you're, you're wondering if, is that person too afraid to approach them to do it in person? Mm. Um, we don't really know the story, but, you know, maybe the, I don't know, the person who sent it, maybe they're this uh, phenomenal person. And then this person that sent the text is, you know, is on another level of, of wildness mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um but yeah so that's the thing like you want to hate this guy that's the thing that's, that's the thing right off this message Certainly. you want to immediately mm-hmm. say this guy's terrible he's the worst he doesn't care about her or whatever but um you know sometimes you kind of got to hear both sides to it but you're right you're very right and yeah. breakups can be hard if they were there like if they were together for four years Mm -hmm. then i'm sure it wasn't easy for him which makes sense Mm -hmm. which not that it like it's right yes but i guess like navik was saying someone who doesn't like confrontation or knows how to big uh, bring up a topic Mm -hmm. like this the easiest thing for them to do is to text it through a voice message yeah recorded (laughs) yeah 
That's pretty funny. <laughs> it's the pre-recorded part of it. Is so like, he wrote a script most, for sure. Let me tell you that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he had yeah. a script in front of him the whole time. I just imagine like the CBC podcast intro like coming. <laughs> doom, 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 doom. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker panning his voice from one ear to another. <clears throat> no, maybe it doesn't sound. This is going to sound sad. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to you gotta sound I, sad. I just, I just want to let you. I just, I just want to let you know. This is chopped up in parts, so transitions may not be great. Oh my goodness! Sick of, sick of for that one. I'll say that. But you're right. Um, you know what? Uh, it's, it's a tough one uh, because you know when you think about when you when you're prioritizing like the person who's who's being hurt in a situation, right? You always it's uh, the first thing that comes to mind is like how does how does this person feel like how does this person see through their like justice or, or like mm. their, their kind of healing in this, in this case, you know? Um, but, you know, even in that instance where uh, we think about that, um, we kind of need to think about like in terms of, in terms of the other person, I think this is like something that, uh, you know, I think Naveka and I even talked about, you know, when, when um, this is almost like two years ago, we kind of mm. talked about like, wanting to transition away from like the disposability just like of, mm. of people in general mm. right um which is a, is a hard thing to do right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's a hard thing as, especially as the person who's 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 taken on the hurt right who's being yeah. hurt yeah um, and and rarely do i think it is the res- rarely if not ever do I, I necessarily think it's the responsibility of the person who's being hurt to see through that like compassion for, for sure. the other person right for sure it yeah. will always kind of be on their timeline to let that person back into their life or forgive them or, you know, um, not, you know, like see through whatever, uh, you know, consequence they they feel is just or feels right by them. Yeah. But simultaneously it's, it's still another person on the other, other end. Right. Exactly. Um, And uh, yeah, as, as much as we have to like, as much as we all have the, the kind of, uh potential to like cause great harm um i'd like to trust you know eight times out of ten it's um it's not something we do with with intent to harm right Mm. um mind you i'm not trying to necessarily outweigh impacts you know with emotion or intentions uh, Mm -hmm. right because the, the impact is certainly something we we have to consider but um yeah it's a tough one and i and i think uh if, if you've ever kind of been maybe uh, a friend in a situation where, where you've been friends with both parties in a, in a, in a, in a relationship, right. And, and, and wanting to support both people that can become really challenging too. Um, but yeah, ultimately, I certainly hope the person who, who shared this with us, you know, is, is feeling some, some sense of maybe relief or not relief, sorry. Uh, but some sense of calm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe some sense of, closure maybe closure yeah mm. absolutely um because yeah that's sounds incredibly painful yeah, yeah i think time is really interesting here as well because what i was what i would assume like once you hit three years in a relationship you might be thinking of like marriage being a, a potential option i would assume wow. and to hit four years and then i guess to be hit you know with that that kind of text is just like devastating, you know? Couldn't imagine. Because yeah. like, you know, when people lock in for marriage, they think like the next 50, 40 or 50, you know? <laughs> Which is kind of... Based know, on your blood, level, blood, your blood sugar levels, you know? Just based on yeah. that. 
it, you know, hey, just to let y'all, to let everybody know, get your colonoscopies, get your checkups. You know, we're we're hitting there. We're getting up there. You know? Oh boy. So just, <laughs> just, I don't know. You know, I can't. I, I don't even really one hundred percent know what that is. I just know it's important to get it done. All right, and I know. I also know some of the details. I I don't know the full uh, health values of it, but I okay. just know somebody's got to look. <laughs> <laughs> they got to get that digital setup, and they got to look up there. What's up there? You know, and adjust your diet. You know. <laughs> this suddenly became into a very weird life. Wow. Life coaching session. Go vegan, maybe. Yeah, I was literally about to say you missed that part too. <laughs> I'm I'm making say it. Let me let you guys know. I'm making some choices and I'm changing some things. Nice. Go. In my life, and I hope you guys do the same. All thanks. Right. Thanks, Nabi. Thanks for Thank letting Thank you, me and you're first. welcome. <laughs> Oh my days. Um, okay. So we, we've kind of worked through the submissions that we got. Thank you everyone for, for sharing there, giving us uh, some experiences to reflect on here. Um, let's quickly transition into some, some questions. Uh, one that we had submitted uh, and a couple that, that I, um, uh, I wanted to, to ask you to as well. Um, cheeky one. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to ask you here. This one was submitted by a listener. Um, how do we feel about bathrobes? Is this a thing that people are judging slash looking for uh, and i'll add here what is what does it say about a person if they've got a bathrobe on deck elegance mm. okay taste okay. flavor <laughs> do you know what i mean the whole package that means in their mind i think they're a bad bitch because okay. they out, yeah. they're like oh, i'm crowning myself with this robe <laughs> it means you take care of yourself uh, that is prime <laughs> example <laughs> that you take care of yourself <laughs> So, true. true. Yo, um, no judgment. Anyone who has a bathroom, keep having your bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> keep having. Keep having. And uh, do you have any? Do you have any words of advice for people who don't have bathrooms? Get one. Okay. Let me tell you, it's a it's a game changer. Okay. What about you, Bake? <laughs> any 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 thoughts here? You already know where I stand on this. I am extreme cozy boy till I die. Okay. I'm not even playing here. You know, I'm rolling out the plan to move out, as I mentioned. Mm-hmm. I'm getting the nice, you know, pajam- pajamas, first of all. You, let's be real. We all get, buy the pajama bottoms and we wear a ratty t-shirt, right? Most Doing of that us. right now. Doing that right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I'm throwing that away. I'm leaving my old habits behind. I'm getting the, you know, the proper uniform sleepwear. Okay. Okay gonna be silky by the way i definitely de- oh my god Nivek, d- do it i have a silk pair i feel like a queen every time i sleep yeah i'm yeah. telling you do it game changer Damn. It and sheet silky oh yes for sure mm-hmm. damn um the bed and the transition from the bed to your balcony or bed to the kitchen to make breakfast is an important thing you can you should consider in your life what balcony what you know? balcony i'm also do you have the fucking suburbs <laughs> don't don't play with me um <laughs> i mean you know me. if you if you have a home go outside on your damn porch you know what i mean you know the vibes and then you know you put the bathrobe on you tie it up nice and then i would also recommend you know if you if you are 
alone, then get a second one for your partner or the homie. Mm-hmm. You know, he can mm-hmm. use he or she or them could use one as well. Don't even um, don't even think about that because everybody could use a nice soft bathrobe. Wow, I've learned a lot here. Um, I've taken away that one. You know, it's good for the skin. It's good for the health. Sounds like it. Um, two, Latifi is a good point. It says a lot about the ways in which someone is willing to kind of take care of themselves, pamper themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe a little telling of of the respect they got for themselves, which is mm-hmm. never a bad thing. You know, mm-hmm. if anything, something for all of us to strive towards. So, thanks for that question. Uh, to the person who submitted that, keeping you anonymous. Yeah, um, uh, real quick, yes. sorry, disconnected. Please. Uh, how many towels do you guys use a week? Uh, like one <laughs> towel a week. Mm-hmm. And then pretty much. <laughs> and then you wash it and then you Well, I have like two. Yeah, no, I have two different okay. ones. So okay. I'll alternate, but okay. yeah, weekly I change them. Okay, damn. Uh, okay. I, I just have one towel, you know, just keep it in rotation. I mean, I wash it and then use it again, you know? Um, why, how many do you have to make? Yeah. Okay, I only do two. I only do the Monday to Wednesday, Monday to Thursday, and then one for the rest of the week. Okay. Right? I have heard of the one towel per day people. Wow. Right? Yeah, some people like to keep it extremely clean. This can only yeah. have one kind of dry, and then it's done. You know, then yeah. it's in the rotation for next week. I just okay. think that's excessive, but I think, you know, one to three is healthy, I think. Yeah. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. I agree. I have but... to agree. Even three sounds a bit excessive, but two makes sense. I think two, two makes sense. Two, yeah. If, if it's just you, yeah. then two, yeah, two definitely. Exactly. And like you said, you know, having a sleepover with your friend, somebody exactly. needs a towel. Ooh, yeah. You're sorted. Yeah. Um, very good. Okay. True. We got to, you know, if you're watching this on YouTube, let us know in the comments, you know, how many towels you got. I was going to throw a cheeky one here. You know, this is how we're playing into the YouTube algorithm. Wow, 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 wow. You know, take notes, marketing. It's called marketing. It's called marketing. Know you know. What are you saying? I went to Ryerson, bro. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it says on my resume, I graduated in marketing, right? And not entrepreneurship. So let him you know. know. Let him know, man. Um, Okay, I'm gonna we're gonna transition a little bit here uh, with these next two questions because you know as much as we focused a lot on uh, you know romantic relationships and dating, uh, we also think it's just as important you know for us to reflect on and think about our our friendships in our lives. You know, I think mm-hmm. especially uh, throughout this pandemic, but just in general, you know, I think there's a lot of really cool writing out there, um, just about like you know thinking about love and and thinking about the way we love for one another being expanding past just romantic relationships you know extending mm-hmm. that love and extending the way we love into our into our friendships as well um which you know much like uh you know navigating romantic relationships especially this past year um friendships were were hard to to maintain for for a variety of reasons and i think it definitely gave me lots lots to think about um in terms of not only how i kind of take care of relationships but um what the like pillars of some friendships were you know like what was keeping it what was what was keeping some friendships together mm. um, in the first place um so I, i'm curious to ask maybe I'll, I'll start with you latifa you know how have you found it maintaining your friendships uh you know almost this, this past year <sighs> good question <laughs> um i think it's 
it's honestly it's just been phone calls or texts but after a while I think all of us kind of got really tired and burnt out from that uh, especially the times where you were quarantined um, I don't know it's like finding a fine a fine balance um, I I tend to be that friend I don't know whether that's good or bad but you don't have to talk to me for like weeks and I'm still fine with that because um, I respect that we all have our lives. For sure. Um, so yeah, it didn't it didn't affect me too too much. But I think in terms of maintaining it, I'm very much a person who like likes um, the physical aspect of being around with you around your friends. So definitely Absolutely. like missing that. And how can I incorporate it, incorporate that virtually? I think like during the pandemic like what are things that we can do can we do zoom calls can we watch shows together online um does that mean we just facetime each other when we're bored like i know that me and one of my other close friends we'd probably facetime each other like every day hey what are you doing uh nothing same shit different day yeah i'm having yeah. this for dinner cool i'm having this all right cool <laughs> like yeah, literally yeah, like what apps. yeah exactly it's like the and i'm sure like you guys have also experienced this but the the part of like filling people up on your life there was none of that yeah. right there was no hey I did this over the weekend or I did this during the week um so the conversations were pretty mundane they were like mm. pretty meh right so you'd probably talk what, about, are you yeah, what are you saying what are you saying yeah, what are exactly you saying? exactly <laughs> so it's just uh yeah it was uh it was interesting but I think like so one thing, one of my friends, she got this uh, card game called Combo and Chill. Because I, I don't, oh, I find cool. that like sometimes, even though like you're close friends with people, you don't have these like deep conversations or I don't know, intellectual conversations sometimes. So mm -hmm. using a card game can kind of probe that. Um, and I guess that's how we kind of got our footing back in maintaining the friendship or maintaining the flow of the friendship. Wow. I like that. I, I love that there was like a willingness to like adapt a little bit, right? Mm. Yeah. And it sound very much sounds like a, a, a tell telling sign, right? Of the kind of willingness to to stay connected and, and, and maintain that, right? Yeah. Um, that's really brilliant. You're right. You, you're so right. There's like, there does become a point where it's just like, this is like, there's only so much you can do uh, virtually, right? Yeah. And that's like a hard thing. It, it's a hard thing to like accept when you know that like, sometimes like even just like sitting in like the same room and you could be like talking about absolute nonsense it exactly. still feels better it still yeah. feels comfortable it still is like just the, the shared physical space is yeah 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 it speaks for itself in that way right yeah um, and it's definitely I feel like I think we all probably felt bad about like not reaching out to our friends but like it's I feel like in a time like this it's okay because mm -hmm. <laughs> what yeah what can you what can you really do you yourself are trying to deal with this pandemic and your own life and um yeah just giving giving like i guess grace or like patience to that mm -hmm. that's no that's such a great point i remember really i mean probably april april may last year um i remember someone like tweeting 
you know, like keep an eye out, you know, who who reaches out to you and who <laughs> checks in on you during this ah, pandemic. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I remember being like spooked by that for a moment, just being like, oh man, I'm being such a bad friend for like not checking in on like, you know, ex- so many people. Um, but then I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, that's this is actually very backwards you know um and this is clearly being tweeted by someone who feels neglected right now and there's nothing wrong with that and this person mm-hmm. clearly needs some some love and that's fair you know it sounds like they need people in their lives who who care about them and reciprocate maybe the efforts that they're putting out into the world um but to add to that like to pretend like people's circumstances in like so many different aspects of your lives like didn't get rocked flipped upside down from this pandemic um is like so incredibly unfair whether it's like your health whether it's like your family's health whether it's navigating like the transitions of work or school or your volunteering or you know if you're an artist you know just like how how do I produce my art how do I create my art how do I make a living you know Mm. it's like so so many things like just like navigating the challenges that exist in the world if you are you know someone who's disabled if you are like if you're black in toronto if you're uh you know uh, working precarious work uh precarious labor like so many so many so many challenges already so like while i don't want to say it's it's not important to like check in with your friends and maintain these relationships like we do have to extend just this extra ounce of compassion right to be like this is still a pandemic doesn't mean that like i can't feel like i want to feel more connected to you of, of course not you know and it's important to acknowledge that it's important to say yo latifah we haven't spoken in a little while and this was something that we did a lot before and you know i i want to i want to work on that you know i want to feel mm. that connection again there's nothing mm. wrong with saying that um but yeah you raise a, a great point that's like we we really can't uh hold that against one another but at the same time like there's nothing wrong with acknowledging like hey i i really miss hanging out or i really miss like feeling connected and like this is something i want to do is everything okay how are you managing with this you know what kind of changes have you had to take on in your life and you know is there still room for this friendship right that's a tough conversation to have but it's important to important to ask right yeah um Mm -hmm. what about you nivek what has it been like for you uh maintaining your your friendships uh, or potentially even making making new ones through through this pandemic. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, I have friends from tenth grade that I've probably spoken to maybe five times since the beginning of the pandemic, mm. and it's it's understood, you know, that you know we're just not speaking just because not because there's nothing really mm-hmm. <laughs> there's not much to say as you mentioned there really isn't right. much to say other than you know I'm watching this you're watching this check this out. You know, you're sending memes, TikToks that are like, yeah. you know, wild TikToks as well. <laughs> um, and that that really brings people together in right. a way, you know, and especially in these times. Like that's really what can can bring people together is TikToks and, you know, yeah. what, which crypto to invest in. Crypto oh, right. We're going, I want everybody to know I'm putting in my life savings into Ethereum right now. And we're going all in. All right. <laughs> eth bitcoin we're going to 60 40 split you already know oh my god um no i'm kidding no, don't do that but just go in though trust me <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah all, so all those things like you know you can't be there personally so you're trying to connect in another way and there are certain friends that i've been able to speak to quite often 
mm-hmm. via via these platforms some that i haven't spoken to often but i know that when we link up hopefully you know we're aiming for let's say october you know maybe um i mean yeah, yeah. really like, and truly yeah it's funny the months keep i keep pushing the months you know i <laughs> yeah, said yeah yeah I said July once last year. <laughs> I said August. I'm saying September for a little bit. Now we're in October, right? Yeah. And I know once we link in October, it's going to be like, you know, February 2020. Oh. Which is probably the last time I saw that. Right. Be regular again. Right. You, know? you hope. You hope. You really hope, you know? I uh, I really, I, I thought about this to myself. I'm like, I, I anticipate uh, struggling to be in like, largely populated places again um i anticipated just being like a bit of a shock and like needing to like recalibrate a little bit regularly i I feel very comfortable navigating them Mm -hmm. um but i'm interested as much as i am anxious to be like you know how is my body going to just take on the stimulation and like (laughs) you know this just like change you know because it's it's a legit thing you know like it's just Mm -hmm. not something I've, i've really been in even in like the summertime where like the the handful of times that i did enter like a a shopping mall right um i was like this is this is really weird you know this is just really strange being in the space right now um so we'll see i i really don't know what it will be like but we'll we'll wait for that day and yeah if anything i i really do uh i i really can't wait for for that to happen i mean what is what is one kind of social activity with your friends that you most look forward to to doing when uh, when it's safe to probably a lot of hookah you know i just can't <laughs> wait to get on the plate like that's the first thing I've, I've been dreading like i need a puff i need to get a big stick and i need to inhale it and pass oh, it to eight so people dead. Oh, imagine imagine that's what you used to do <laughs> well yeah. you know luckily in a we... pandemic i mean like if if uh she shows spots open again are you, i think everyone's having their own pipe that's yeah. it no way are you sharing that you know i've been fortunate enough to say that you know in 2019 i didn't hit the sheesh (laughs) sheesh. maybe 2018 was the last time but you know i'm looking forward to it maybe in 2021 you know having mini sheeshas everybody (laughs) got their own sheesh you know everybody got their own watermelon um you know peanut butter or whatever they got (laughs) whatever whatever flavors they got now i don't know you know Wow. that's crazy <laughs> mm. um, how, about, how about you Latif? um probably going to restaurants mm. and like eating out um yeah. yeah i miss just going to like an all-you-can-eat sushi restaurant Ooh, yeah. talking eating talking eating but good times yeah. yeah yeah i would have to say the same i would i would I was going to say cooking and, and sharing food with, yeah. with, with some friends. Goodness mm-hmm. gracious. Um, mm-hmm. That is something that I am certainly going to look forward to doing. Uh, you know, who knows? Like you said, in the October, November, December, maybe 2021 or 2022. Shit. Uh, Come on, guys. Three, three. You don't think the summertime? Like, I don't know. Might... I don't know, mate. Do you? I don't know. I don't oh, know. bloody hell, I don't mate. Know. You don't know. <laughs> It's all a bit mad, didn't it? <laughs> um, but listen, Latifa, Nivek, uh, thank you so much for your time, for your energy, for joining us on this Valentine, Palatine, Palestine episode. Um, you know, we just hope everyone who's listening, you know, you give yourself some time to reflect on your friendships, your 
romantic relationships. You may be engaged in more than one. Mm-hmm. We respect polyamory on the show. Just think about it, you know? And uh, we certainly hope that you're, <laughs> you know, you're staying in, in healthy and open and honest relationships wherever you're at. And uh, if not, um, we're not experts, but we're happy to talk to you about it <laughs> if, uh, yeah. if you need some support. Um, but thanks a lot for listening. This is episode 81. I'm Krish. This is Navek. I got Latifa here as well. Everyone say bye on three. Bye. One, two, three. Bye. <laughs> bye. See ya. Bye. 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 Bye.